Welcome to the Slow Style Home Podcast. I am so happy you're here. If you want to create a beautiful home that isn't cookie cutter or a trendy copy of someone else's, you're in the right place. And if you don't want to hurt your wallet or the planet to get one of those dream homes. And you can get started with my brand new quiz called Fix My Room. It's actually more of an assessment tool, but the word quiz, I think, sounds better because it's it's really easy to do. Just answer 20 multiple choice questions and you'll be pinpointing why your room isn't working, why it feels off, and why maybe your previous efforts haven't really panned out. Or maybe you're fairly happy with your room, but you want to make sure that your design choices are going in the right direction. Visit our website at slowstylehome.com and click on the quiz button right at the top. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later in the show. Now, let's dig into this week's episode. Hello, and welcome back to the Slow Style Home podcast. We've been on break for a few weeks, and I am excited to be back. And we're going to start with an episode that is all about the new free Fix My Room quiz that I just mentioned in the intro. Yes, I am devoting an entire episode just to talking about the quiz and and explaining what you're going to get out of it and why I think it could be really helpful to you. So I recently opened up a few one-on-one coaching sessions to people on the Slow Style Home newsletter. If you're not already in the newsletter, you will be as soon as you take the quiz. But anyway, these spots filled up quickly and I will be opening up more in the future, but I know that that I also left a lot of people still wanting some help and and in particular wanting help fixing a particular room in their home. So this quiz should help. I decided to see if I could figure out a way to take you through my mental process of how I assess what's working and what's not when I work one-on-one with people. What questions am I asking myself? What questions am I asking the homeowners? So that's how this new 20-question quiz came to be. It's really an assessment tool, more than a quiz, for you to gauge what you should focus on first. Because when your room isn't working, even if it just feels a little bit off, you may not know where to start. And if you're looking around and you think there are several possibilities of where you could start, what you should do first, then you're going to quickly feel overwhelmed. In my experience, people often start trying to fix a room by working on the wrong thing, and that can cost you sometimes quite a lot in both time and money. By focusing on the one thing that you really should do before you do anything else, my goal is to have you avoid those mistakes. So let me just explain a little bit about how I've organized the quiz and the quiz results. The challenge I had in creating it was that Everyone is going to have a slightly different situation, a different home layout, a different priorities, different budgets. So my recommendations, if I were to be working with you directly, would be nuanced and tailored specifically to you and your home. I can't do that with a quiz. So I've identified four main pitfalls that I see most when I assess how well a room is working or not. 
Now, I'll be honest, two of these pitfalls are easier to fix than the other two, or maybe quicker at least. And the easier ones do have a more obvious starting point. But if you are doing okay in those two areas, it's likely your stumbling block is happening for one of the other two reasons, one of the other two pitfalls that you're falling into. What you're not going to get is a quiz result where you're given a punch list of a bunch of things to do, every single thing that you need to do in this room, how to work on it, how to fix it. This quiz is meant to identify where to put your focus on now before you go on to do other things. So let me explain how it works. Like I said, the quiz is an assessment tool. I've created 20 questions, five that relate to each of the four pitfalls. Your answers are a means for assessing on a scale from one to 25, how well you're avoiding each of these pitfalls. The area that you score the lowest in is the only area you need to think about at the start. Put all of your other concerns to the side and just focus on this one thing before you make any other decisions and spend any time or money. Now, you may be wondering, what if you have more than one area where you have the lowest score? Well, then you'll need to decide between them which one feels the most doable or the most comfortable to tackle first. And when you get the guide that helps you interpret your results, I think you'll be able to make that decision fairly easily. Okay, I'm not going to go over the questions themselves in this episode. You can do that on your own simply by going to slowstylehome.com and click on the little button up at the right that says fix my room, or maybe it says free quiz, something along those lines. But instead, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to talk through these four pitfalls and explain why you can't ignore them and what you'll gain if you pay attention to them. So basically, I'm going through the guide that you'll get with your quiz results that that helps you interpret them, okay? So the first pitfall is not applying basic design rules. Now, I usually shy away from saying the word rules because, I mean, we all know that no one rule is going to be 100% applicable 100% of the time. So I do talk with people who, who will start by saying, I really want to do something, whatever it is, but I know you're not supposed to do X. And it's based on some rule that they've heard somewhere. And I, I want to stop them right there. They're so sure that they can't do something or that they have to do something because of a rule. And again, these are not one size fits all rules. So it's not that black and white. Okay. We need to, we need to loosen up a little bit and really figure out if the rule will help us or hurt us. Now, most of these basic design rules that I'm talking about will help you. Very rarely will they not apply. So these are simple basic guidelines about things like furniture arrangement, how you've hung things on the walls, the size of your rug, your lighting choices, maybe even the wall colors. These all have guidelines that if you follow them, you'll probably instantly change the entire feel of a room. If you've scored the lowest here, the good news is when you start by applying these basic rules, you're going to be getting a lot of bang for your buck. The bad news is without seeing your room and knowing more about how you use it and who uses it and what time of day it's being used, I can't tell you which rules you may be breaking. Or a better way of saying that is probably I can't tell you 
which rule in particular you may not be aware of. What you do know now, though, is that this is where you need to start. And you can just do a little research on basic design rules and see which ones might apply to you. If you want my help in this area, I'll, I will talk about that more toward the end of the episode. Okay, let's let's keep going. The second pitfall is not managing your stuff very well, which is sort of another way of saying, how much clutter do I see? Now, I am not the be-all, end-all judge for how much clutter is too much in your home. You are, because it all depends on your own level of tolerance for seeing stuff lying about that doesn't belong there or doesn't have a place that it's supposed to be. But if you scored lowest in this area, chances are your stuff is the thing that's getting in the way of how you really want to feel in this room. It's the thing that's stopping you from moving forward. And that's because clutter, it it does stuff to us on a subconscious level. A pile of clutter really represents a multitude of small decisions that you haven't made yet. And when we've got decisions hanging over our heads, it tends to up our stress levels. And a common response to that is procrastination. So every item that comes into our home requires a decision to be made about where to put it and how to store it or whether or not to keep it at all. And those questions aren't always easy to answer and they may require some work in terms of organization. So if you scored lowest in this area... I'm sorry to tell you that the only real solution is to tackle it head on. Now, you can start small with just one little area in a room, because I know it may be hard to try and deal with it all in one day, unless you're super motivated, but maybe, just maybe, taking this quiz and realizing that this is the one thing that's stopping you from creating a room you love will be motivation enough. I hope so. Next up is the pitfall of not having a vision for your room, which is another way of saying you don't have a signature style that's that's defined, that's showing through in your room. The entire goal behind my slow style approach to design is to help you create a one of a kind style so that who you are, where you've come from and where you're going is reflected back at you. I believe that living in these kinds of environments does wonders for our mental health, our confidence, and the amount of joy that we experience in our daily lives. So if you scored lowest in this area, the challenge will be to look past the trends and figure out what actually makes you happy when you look around your room. Connecting the dots between how you want to feel and what design elements to use That is a skill that does not come overnight. So that's sort of the bad news. It takes a willingness to self-reflect, to be patient, to experiment. But if you scored the lowest in this area, I'm actually excited for you because the good news is, in my opinion, this is the fun part. You're going to want to figure out how you want to feel and what you want to experience in the room, and then envision how that'll play out in the colors and the materials, the textures, and the objects that you choose. So try to articulate that vision with a descriptive story of how you'll feel when you're in a room that gives you the emotional experience that you're that you're trying to conjure. Maybe you'll use a favorite vacation spot or a memory of your favorite hike or even a favorite meal as your starting point. 
So you've got that in your mind, then think about the colors and the patterns and the materials that you remember seeing and look for things around your home that that have those qualities. You don't have to buy anything new, at least not right away. Just start by bringing things in from other rooms to test out your ideas. And the last pitfall that you may have fallen into is simply a lack of confidence. If you scored lowest here, chances are you're a little bored with your room, right? You know you need to change something up regarding a new wall color, or maybe it's a piece of art, or maybe you need to make a big furniture purchase, but you just don't know what it is. Having confidence to make those choices means you pull the trigger on what your heart really wants, despite what others or even your own inner critic might have to say about your new bold choice. Having this kind of confidence frees you from worrying about making costly mistakes or wasting your time. So what's stopping you from making these bold choices or just just a new choice, a different choice for your room? What many people lack is a willingness to try things out, knowing that they may end up not working. So they stick with the safe, the boring, the bland, the cookie cutter choices that are uninspiring and unmemorable to the people who live inside those homes. The tendency when you do that, when you stick with the sort of tried and true, the bland, the trendy, whatever, is you kind of force yourself into a style category to help you make decisions. You know, you choose a specific category like farmhouse modern or uh, mid-century luxe. So you go buy a whole bunch of stuff and then you're still not happy and things still feel kind of generic. The problem is that style categories aren't flexible enough for real life, nor are they expansive enough. Starting with a shopping list is the surest way to get stuck in blah instead of moving on to fantastic. Now, confidence is often confused with being creative or bold, but that's not how you gain confidence. Confidence comes from experience. You know this from other aspects of your life. It's the only way you can be sure to trust your gut when something comes up that you're not necessarily sure of that's maybe uh, a little bit off the wall or unexpected. So trying things out in your room and borrowing accessories from another room, changing the furniture arrangement or the wall color, this is how you start to trust yourself. So that when you see a one-of-a-kind antique piece at a fair, you'll, you know you'll find a way to use it or that it'll work with the things you already have because you've been playing around with stuff in your home and you've gotten more and more confident about putting your personality up there, kind of hanging yourself on the wall as if you yourself, your personality, your passions, your values is in and of itself a piece of art that you're hanging on the wall for everybody to see. So confidence, like creativity, is a muscle. It requires practice. Okay, let's recap everything. Remember I told you that there were two pitfalls that are a little bit easier to deal with and two that were a little harder. And and that is because two of them are pretty concrete and actionable, and the other two are a little bit more abstract and require you to kind of think through things and try things out, like I was saying. But let's go over them again. So the first pitfall that you may have fallen prey to is that you're that you're not following some basic design rules, and if you fix those, your whole room is going to just look and feel better pretty pretty quickly. 
I'm not saying it's going to be at the place where you want it to be. You still might might want to futz around or buy something new or change things up, but attending to the basic design rules first will make sure that you don't make any mistakes in some of those other phases. And it will also just give you sort of this immediate um, quick fix feeling of, of accomplishment. <laughs> the, the second pitfall that we covered was not managing your stuff. So you may think that what your room really lacks is a style or, or a vision or a new, is a whole new set of furniture, a new rug, different wall color. When in fact, it's actually the clutter that needs to be dealt with before you can make any aesthetic decisions. It really is draining the energy out of the room. It's draining the energy out of you. And so you, you really just need to, to tackle it head on. The third pitfall that you may be falling into is not having a clearly defined style that's showing up in that room. And that's because you haven't clearly defined what you want to feel and experience in the room. There's no, there's no story there. There's no storyline that's connecting all of the different elements that you've got going on in the room. I know this sounds abstract. I promise if you keep listening to this podcast, you'll understand it better and better. But this is the work of creating a specific vision for every room in your home and differentiating them from each other and also differentiating these rooms from everybody else's. It's how you really personalize things. And the final pitfall is just not having design confidence, which is understandable. You're probably not trained as an interior designer. This is something that you have to practice in order to gain it. So if you scored lowest in this area, it probably means that when you look around your room, you're kind of bored with it. <laughs> you're not visually excited. You're not emotionally inspired. You just kind of feel blah. And so that's an indication that it's time for you to bite the bullet and take a little risk and be a little bit more yourself, put yourself more front and center in the room, share who you are, make it very personal. So that's a kind of a check-in with yourself thing saying, am I ready to use my home as the place where I try out a new version of myself or a new passion, a new hobby? That I'm ready to share that with, with other people. I'm ready to see it reflected back at me. So lacking confidence is really about just not, not practicing, not, not being willing to try things out enough. All right. So that covers all of the takeaways that you'll find in the Fix My Room quiz. I, I hope you're excited to take it. Like I said, after you get results, you will get a guide that goes over a lot of what I've just talked about so that you know what to focus on first. If after you've read through that, or maybe you've even tried working on the first step and you need more help, I would love for you to consider joining me inside the Slow Style Society. This is our monthly membership. We'll you have access to a lot of step-by-step -step guidance. The first thing you'll see inside the society is a mini course that addresses all of the above pitfalls. So I share everything from design rules to how to stop procrastinating when it comes to decluttering 
to exercises that will develop your eye for design as you're creating your signature style. But that mini course just scratches the surface of the video library that's full of step-by-step -step tutorials that you can watch on your own time. But maybe the best part of the membership is the community. So first of all, you and I will get to know each other. You'll have access to me for the personalized help that you need, and I'll be able to give that to you because I'm learning about you and your home. Second, you'll be able to get to know the other members of the Slow Style Society in our monthly live Q&A calls where there's a lot of back and forth sharing around design, decor, style. We have a great group of people who are ready to hang out with you. There's nothing we love more than either sharing a design dilemma and having an aha moment about how to fix it or sharing, you know, a project that we just finished or a score that we just made at the thrift store. It's really a great group of people. I'd love to have you join us. So if you're interested, go to the website, slowstylehome.com and click in the menu bar where it says join the society. That That is actually, it's a, an explanation page of everything that you'll get in the society, the pricing, etc. And if you haven't taken the Fix My Room quiz already, you can do that on the website as well. Just click on the little purple button that says fix my room, or maybe it says free quiz. I'm not sure. You'll see it. It's a little purple button right at the top. That is at slowstylehome.com. I want to thank in advance all of the people who agreed to do a one-on-one -on -one consult with me about their rooms as case studies so that you can really see how we walk through someone's home and figure out what they might want to do in order to change things up, in order to fix some of the problems that they're struggling with. I'll be sharing those. I'll let you know when those things start rolling out. And that's all for today. Thanks so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And please, please, please take a minute to leave a review for Slow Style Home wherever you get your podcasts. It honestly does help keep this show on the air and your feedback is highly valuable to me. Have a great day and I'll be back in your earbuds soon. Bye for now.